0: With advice like that, that's why Brian Dables, the defending coach of the year. I mean, how can you beat that? Welcome back to Beck UL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we go off the board as Joe Ostrowski vies to be father of the year. But in the meantime, let's talk about this uh, Packers-Giants game here because... Uh, We mentioned Tommy DeVito, three and one as a starter. Saquon Barkley uh, also had a fantastic outing 20 carries, 86 yards, a couple touchdowns, plus 37 rushing yards over expected. In terms of big takeaways, what does this mean in terms of that outside, outside chance the Giants can make the playoffs? And what about the Packers? Because even though uh, we all pretty much agreed that the Packers were going to struggle without Christian Watson still though, to lose a game like this, now those playoff chances are very much in jeopardy.
1: Yeah. If we're going to have those outside, outside uh, chance (laughs) conversations, like you got to talk about the bears too. Like, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. how ridiculous this is. That's how bunched up it is that the giants are one back in the loss column of the seventh seed in the NFC playoff picture, which is the team that they beat last night. Green Bay falls to the seven. So are the Chicago Bears. Like, what? <laughs> That's where we are. You win a couple of games. You're, you you get in the, in the hunt graphic on TV that all the pregame shows and all the halftime shows are using right now. Mm-hmm. There are, like, two teams that you can't mention in the <laughs> NFC. That's how bunched up it is. Um, but as far as big picture, yeah. Uh, I thought it was more about the Packers. So Mm -hmm. the the love run that we were seeing, everything positive. And and this is a big reason why I was on the Giants, is not only were the Packers missing so many uh, key players last night, but also we just – it went too far. It went from them being an underdog in every game to now they were a road favorite of six points, and I think it ended up closing at five-and-a-half at most spots, and they're not they're not ready for that. And oh, what do you know, Lafleur? You can lose in December. God, that was a trend I couldn't. I, I would just cringe when I would hear it. Matt Lafleur mm-hmm. in December, yeah, with a different quarterback, so none of it matters. <laughs> and yeah, Jordan Love, it, it looked like what we were seeing earlier in the season, earlier in the year, as opposed to over the last uh, last month or so. I'm not saying it's uh, it's time to give up on him at all. Um, but man, we're, we, are we are very close to not even having this conversation because that Saquon fumble. Come on, dude. I know it's easier said than done for me sitting in my basement, but you've got to hold on to the ball. It's over. Just hold on to the ball after that long run. And he just gifted them the ball with three minutes left and gave them the opportunity to take the lead. But, uh. Devito let a drive to get in field goal uh position <laughs> but uh yeah now there are reasons to be concerned about the Packers for sure
2: Poor start for Jordan Love but I i'm with you joe i don't want to overreact too much because i did think he overcame some of that and did try to give them a chance to win so i don't think it's like oh man just an overall terrible performance but we obviously saw some regression from him which i guess is to be expected since he doesn't have that much experience like at some point we were probably gonna see this but you know i thought the second half especially the fourth quarter he did try to give the packers a chance.
0: He did. I think that's fair. And I think also part of that is just the the Matt LaFleur aspect, right? Like, I think he is a good head coach who can make key offensive adjustments to at least put Love in a position. The problem is that position may have been just a little too little too late here. I also found it really interesting that you go up against the Giants defense, you know what they're going to do. They're going to blitz the heck out of you. Right. It's Wink Martindale. That's just what they do. It's what their DNA is. And Love handled that blitz really well 14 to 20, 177 yards, a touchdown and a pick, passer rating of 93 against the blitz. This shows me that, yes, Jordan Love has plenty of, t- of potential, no doubt about it. But it's also the point that I made yesterday. He has to have everybody around him to be successful. Now, in the middle nice. of the season when the Packers are putting it together, yes, he had everybody and he looked fantastic and we saw the results but you start taking pieces away, including as wide receiver one, not to mention the defense was losing some key players as well. So that gave Barkley and DeVito opportunities that they probably wouldn't have had. Otherwise it's a recipe for disaster if you're the Packers. And so I would argue among all 32 teams in the NFL, this is the one where I care about the injury report probably as much as any team. Because any significant losses, they are a completely different football team.
1: And it's a lengthy injury report every week. it going on yeah, for years. It it's the same guys when, when he was still playing. It was Bakhtiari on there every week. It's Jair Alexander on there every week. This stage in his career, it's probably going to be a lot of Aaron Jones, you know, and and you miss him too. It's just, yeah, it's a ton of guys. And I think the Packers are that team when we were talking about overrating the schedule. I don't, I'm not going to say that we don't know which team's going to show up because we liked the Packers getting all those points against the Chiefs last week. I like the Mm -hmm. Packers. Uh, Going against the Packers last night, laying all those points against the Giants. But their last four results, it's the opposite of what was supposed to happen. Last night, a six-point favorite, they lose outright. Last week, a a five-and-a-half-point dog, they win outright. Before that, an eight-point dog on Thanksgiving to Detroit, they win outright. They were a three-point dog to the Chargers, they win outright their last four results have been the opposite of what the point spread like there's a wide range of outcomes week to week when it comes to the packers so anytime i see i see value on on them like i'm going to jump on it if they're laying heavy points which i don't know that we're going to see again the rest of the year i'm going to go the <laughs> yeah, other side right. but but sometimes you might find them getting some value after a bad loss like that
2: maybe but the packers also turning the ball over on offense the special teams and they they just had it was not their best showing like mistakes dropping a lot of passes both sides of the ball the muffed punt like it was terrible
0: yeah know, a lot of that needed to be cleaned up, but they also got gifts as well. I mean, that Saquon Barkley fumble, uh, when he was going on that long run, like that might've put the game away at the end Instead, you know, Jordan love, you know, with that field position was able to drive, you know, considerable distance, uh, for that touchdown, unbelievable catch, by the way, knocking down Mm -hmm. the official and still, uh, hitting the pylon. That was cool. Uh, but if we're talking about the Packers going forward, their next game, uh, is at home against Tampa Bay, three and a half point favorites. Is this a situation where we're going to zag when everyone else is zigging one more know. time when it comes to these Packers?
1: <laughs> what are they going to be doing? What, what do you think people are going to be doing? You think they'll go against the Packers now that they saw that?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, it's, I, context matters yeah. so much, doesn't it? For, for that specific yeah. game.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. L- l- let me see the injury report. You know what I mean? It's right. it's gonna be big. I guess Watson back is Jair Alexander gonna be out there. Is Quay Walker mm-hmm. gonna be out there for that defense? But yeah, I mean it's not when you give up 24 to the Giants, that's not good. You give up to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to DeVito, Like that's that's reason to be concerned, uh, for darn sure. Oh, by the way, uh speaking of regression and Jordan Love, we can talk about regression in another sense. Monday night football unders both went over last night. Right. Just Yeah, mm. so I hope you're not just like, oh, follow that trend, Monday Night Football Unders. Uh, the whole primetime under thing, right? Um, Thursday night, mm-hmm. flew over. It goes over in the first half. I don't know about flying over, but it went over in the first half. Last night, both went overs. Mm-hmm. Sunday night, wh- what happened with uh, Dallas Philly? Was that over or under?
0: It was close. I, uh, it was under. It, yeah, was under. it was under. It was under because Philly didn't score. Okay. It just,
1: yeah, it was a crazy high number. number. That's right. That's it right. It's 52 in the hook on that one. But uh, yeah, it's uh, for the primetime ones. If you're playing that, the trends, if you're doing that, yeah, that's why they say it doesn't pay the rent. Right. Um, the primetime exactly. unders did really bad. Uh, the, the favorites did really bad overall this week. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, how do you guys feel about trends overall? Because I figure by the time it's a trend and we talk about it on the show, you know that it's going to end at any moment. Usually it's like, I'm I'm probably yeah. just going to stay away from it. That's what I did with these primetime unders. I never jumped on that bandwagon. Is it, it depends
1: on what it is. If there's something behind mm-hmm. it, is there something that is actionable? Or is it just something you're reciting that you've heard? In the past. Mm -hmm. Like I I mentioned the trend of LaFleur in December. That is just so random and dumb. It's it's a different quarterback. It's all different. Like the the point spread is different. Now he's a six point road favorite. Like when the, when it changes that much, I'm throwing it completely out the window, but Mm -hmm. you know, another trend that was a loser, but I I would give more credence to would be Miami's domination at home. And we didn't see that Mm -hmm. last night, but but going into it, you don't know that Tyreek's going to get hurt. You don't know some of the things that are going to go on in that game. So it's tough to kill people that were, were backing the Tua at home. The Because a lot of that was about the matchup of that passing game going against the Titans secondary.
0: And didn't he yeah, have was... like 50 yards on that fourth quarter drive when he did or second half drive when he did come back? Like he missed a bunch of the first half. Then when he came back, it was like 50 yards or something like that. I, mm-hmm. That leads me to believe that that's probably a more representative sample of what he would have done the entire game had he been healthy.
2: Yeah, because yeah. as soon as he left the game, it was like they just looked, dolphins looked flat. Like it was mm-hmm. just it looked like a totally different team. I'm like, dang, you guys have other weapons. What's going on? Like, let's get it together here. <laughs> There's like no pep in their step at all. It was like, whoosh, just suck the life out of them.
1: Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, for, sh- for sure. So, I, you know, as long as we're talking about Tyreek, we might as well pivot to it. And we'll, and we'll hear from Frank Schwab in about 10 minutes on the show. Um, MVP, does it help mm-hmm. or hurt? He's off the field. It was a big opportunity for him to dominate a weak Titans secondary most of the time. But, like, it's also, see? See, look at that Dolphins offense when Tyreek's not on the field. Look at that passing game when Tyreek's not there. Is Waddle as good? Of course, it it points back at Tua. Does it help or hurt him? I don't know. I think it's pretty neutral for me because I understand the argument that you're going to say, see, look how valuable he is. But I would say, Mm -hmm. okay, fine, but he didn't do anything in the game. He had like 60 Mm some yards.
2: So yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like if he came back and had like over a hundred yards now, I know that's easy for me to say because I'm not the one who got injured, but I think it would, it would help his case even more. But I am in the camp of see, look what the dolphins offense looked like without him. He is the most valuable player. It totally changed how they looked. And in a year where nobody's really running away with this award, if he can finish out the season, I still think he has a case, but I'm also kind of rooting for chaos and would like to see someone other than a quarterback win the MVP, which I know is almost impossible.
0: Yeah, it it is almost impossible just because of the value (laughs) of the position. And look, four games is still plenty. It's there's plenty of time for a quarterback to stand out. Like, I don't think that we're going to be jostling for position all the way to the end. And not to mention, if we're talking about Tyreek, first off, I think that's a humongous if. If he finishes out the season healthy, because the way he looked out there, that leads me to believe, yeah, he might play, but he might be limited uh, the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And doesn't he also have to a as the receiving yards leader and B does he need to set a record doing so like does he need to get to Mm -hmm. 2000 yards if so he's more than 500 behind that mark. So he's probably needing to average about a buck twenty-five per game for him to get that number. And I get context matters. How he does compare with everyone else in the field, that's the deal. But doesn't he need to set some kind of a record, add that to the resume and the overall argument? Because to me, even though he's had a phenomenal season so far, it probably needs to be at another level for me to take his MVP campaign seriously.
1: And uh, Tyreek did fall a little bit after last night. Pet MGM has him at 16 to 1. He was around 13 to 1 yesterday. Jalen Hurts fell. Jalen Hurts, 8 to 1. I see an 11 to 1 out there. Dak and Purdy back back and forth. Uh, Slight edge for Dak at some spots. I'll I'll go this far. Like, look, I think we are all in agreement. Yeah, Tyreek's not going to win it. Like, he, he might get some, you know, third place votes, something like that. That makes mm-hmm. sense. I I would be willing to say, and and I Mister Court, Quar- this has got to be quarterback. It's going to be a quarterback. You're wasting your money if you go elsewhere. But I'd be willing to say that Tyreek is more valuable than the quarterback on that team. I don't know how you look at that yeah. team and say otherwise. Like the books have it right now. Now Tyreek has shorter odds than Tua at most places. That was not the case yesterday, and that that's probably something that was uh, that was. You know, meaningful from yesterday. Like, if you're bringing up Tua, like, no, no. If a Dolphin is in the MVP conversation, it's Tyreek, not Tua.
2: Yeah, I think last night gave everyone clarity on that. that, Like, we don't have to have that debate anymore. But I could see, like, if Tyreek is healthy, Ed, to answer your question, I could see McDaniel trying to find a way to feed him the ball to try to break a record or get Mm -hmm. to that milestone
0: it's possible but after last night the Dolphins do have to win these games and so if it means like outside runs things like that that changes the conversation so if they were running away with the one seed couldn't agree more but after last night's game I don't know this is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM coming up next Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports gives us his take on what it means for the Dolphins after last night's loss that's right here on the BetQL Network